For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast hosted by me, Tony Liebert. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert and TikTok and Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert. That is Tony, L-I-E-B-E-R-T. So, as we're inching closer to the return of Gophers football and the return of college football, another big domino fell in the conference realignment saga last week when Oregon and Washington joined the Big Ten, while Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah joined the Big 12, virtually putting an end to the modern Pac-12 conference as we know it. So, I thought it would be a great time to break down what this means for the Gophers, what this means for the Big Ten, and what this means for college football, because I do think it has a big impact, and I don't think we even know how much more stuff is going to happen. I don't think we even know what the sport will look like in five years, so I I think it would be a great time to talk about it. It seems to be what everyone else is talking about, so that's what we're going to do on this show. So, unless you've been living under a rock, the Big Ten now has 18 total institutions. It was at 14 currently, and it will be at 14 this year. But USC and UCLA, who previously announced they were going to join, will be joining in 2024, now along with Oregon and Washington. That brings the conference up to 18 teams total. After the uh, most recent realignment about 10 years ago when they added Rutgers, Nebraska, and Maryland. So, what does this mean for the conference? Um, Immediately, the 2024 football schedule will have to change because we, if you remember, the Big Ten released the kind of their process for how they were going to keep intact all the rivalry games and who each team's permanent rivalry was. And then they released the 2024 and 25 schedules. So those will obviously now have to change with Oregon and Washington joining the conference. And it will be interesting how they do it. I assume the four West Coast schools are going to be playing each other every year, which I think they should be. Um... And I, we'll see how the rest of the conference shakes out. I assume the rivalries will stay pretty similar. Obviously, it's just going to mix Washington and Oregon into a few team schedules. So that's going to be the biggest thing, I think, that changes immediately. But, um, I mean, it's been talking into the ground, obviously, with all the travel, kickoff times, all the stuff that doesn't really make much sense with four West Coast schools joining a conference that is mostly located in the central time zone and even the eastern time zone so 
The question I keep asking myself is why is it bad? Because it is obviously right now a very mob mentality thing to say that this is bad for college sports, it's bad for college football, it's ruining everything that everyone loves about the sport. But what is it ruining? So, on the surface, obviously the travel is going to be a very big thing that uh, will affect stuff because... Having Rutgers in the same conference as Oregon will have a lot of travel issues. But they are two major Division I institutions that have plenty of money and more than enough money to fund even a plane ride for the softball team in the middle of April. So I think that is something that's a little overblown. Um, Obviously, though, for fans and families to watch some of their children and uh, play in these games is going to be much more difficult. But college football specifically and college sports as a whole were always bound to become very... um, They've always been run like pro sports. They've always had... They've always been commercialized. So... This was just bound to happen eventually. People, I think it would just be naive to think that it wasn't going to happen. Especially in America, that's just how things work. It's all driven by money and not history. We're a much newer country than uh, a lot of other places. So um, a lot of times people are much more willing to throw away our history for money. And that's kind of why America is where it's at. Not to get too political I guess but that's just how things work and it's going to happen in sports it's going to continue happening in sports so I think it'd be naive to say and hold on to all these old conferences and all this stuff but again I think you have to look at a bigger picture and how do, how does this affect you listening as a fan in the middle of September in November 12th tailgating outside of Huntington Bank Stadium How is this going to affect you? Because it's really easy and it's fun to say, oh, this sucks. It's fun to hate on stuff. Hating is a fun thing to do. It's fun to be like, this ruins everything. Everything's dumb. Everyone's stupid. But, like, what does it really ruin? How is this going to affect your Saturday as a college football fan? Not much, um, but... Again, why is it bad? This is obviously a very football-driven move, which affects a lot of the other sports, the Olympic sports. It affects basketball. The Big 12 now is going to be one of the best basketball conferences, like, ever. But, um, and like I said, it affects sports like softball. Like, if if Oregon has to go play Rutgers in April. But, again, I don't think stuff like that's going to happen that often. Even in the NFL... Teams don't travel cross-country very often. It's going to happen every once in a while, but again, it can happen every once in a while. Like, what's the, what's the worst thing that can happen? Oh, no, a student-athlete's going to miss their uh, math test. Well, that's been happening for the history of college athletics in America. So nothing's going to really change that much in that aspect on the surface. With uh, the kickoff times, one thing I find very interesting is now – USC and UCLA, they're going to have to have some probably 9 a.m. local time kickoffs because they're two hours 
earlier than the central time zone. And definitely with the TV markets, I think NBC and Fox and any network that's ever going to broadcast Big Ten games realize realizes that the big noon kickoff, the 11 a.m. slot, has been and always will be a very uh, valuable slot on a Saturday in the fall because in the olden times, that's when all the games happened. And people like waking up and watching their football, especially in the Midwest. So, But what I'm getting at is uh, the students and the fans of these schools, the college students at USC, as someone who just graduated, it's very interesting to hypothesize how a Trojan fan's a sophomore that goes to USC that wants to pregame the football uh, game and just how it's going to work. They're going to have to get up at like 6 a.m. for some of these like uh, college football Saturdays. But it's interesting. But again, these are just small things that people, obviously it makes little sense because it's new and it's different. But 10 years from now, I don't think people are really going to even care. I don't know why people are so dramatic. Um, But again, the biggest thing that I think everyone's complaining about is the regionality of the sport. That's what made college football so much fun because there were five different conferences, major conferences, and there's a West Coast one, there's a Southeast one, there's a Midwest one. There's a Southwest one, and uh, there's an East Coast one. So everyone's like, oh, everyone in the country gets a little bit of flavor for what they want. And now without the West Coast one, everyone's like, well, how, like, kind of ruins that. And it takes the luster off. It commercializes the sport more. You're looking more at, like, a professional sport. But college football has always been a professional sport. So this all was bound to happen. It's just... But again, what does it affect you on a Saturday? Everyone talks about, like, imagine being an Oregon State or a Washington State fan and having it all uh, ruined like that. But again, like, what's ruined? You're Oregon State and Washington State. I hate to say it again, but in America, the little the little guys never win. They're the little guys. They ultimately did not compete consistently in the Pac-12 to begin with. And now they're going to the Mountain West, and they're going to compete pretty well. And the biggest thing with their rivalries, their two biggest rivalries, Washington and Oregon, they played each other for 100 years. There's no reason why they can't keep playing. Iowa, Iowa State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Clemson, South Carolina. There's plenty of rivalries that happen and have happened for dozens of years outside of conferences. And there's no reason why those can't continue to happen. It's up to the school at this point. It's not up to the conference. So, uh, but again, like as a Minnesota fan, none of this really affects you. So this, uh, you can complain if you're a Washington State or Oregon State fan. And those are two fan bases that are very small. So I don't know why so many people are complaining because the call, the each College Oregon's still going to be there. Washington's still going to be there. They might just be playing a couple different teams. And, like, why? I, I don't get why people think that's such a big deal. 
it's going to be weird, and it'll take some getting used to for them playing Wisconsin in November or something. But again, they're a Northwest school. The Midwest is obviously a little bit different of a climate, but um, it's not like you're going, like USC playing in Wisconsin's a little different, but you get, get my point. It's just, I don't know why people are dramatizing this and making this such a big deal. Like, the sport is over as we know it. It's going to be a big change, and there's no doubt in that. And I say all this, I, I would like it to go back to the old way as much as the next guy, but it's just not going to happen. So it's just a society's right now a victim of the mob culture, I think, and when they see everyone complaining online, everyone wants to jump in and be like, yeah, that stinks, that's stupid. And it just, I don't think many people are formulating their own opinions and they're not figuring out why they think the way they do. And I just don't know what, what people are thinking with this because it was just, it was going to happen. So why, why are you acting shocked? Like it happened, but that's besides the fact I could go on for hours. Um, Some things that I just wanted to talk about in this whole thing. One of the oddest things in the last 12 months, I just have no idea what the Pac-12 was trying to do. It, There has to be more to the story. There's obviously a lot about the, the Apple TV deal. We all know their TV contract ran out, and they were up for a new contract. This 2023 cycle is the last year with their current contract, and that is ultimately what made USC and UCLA leave. But again, we saw the Big 12. They... After Texas and Oklahoma left, they renegotiated, got a new contract, added four new schools, and now they added even four more schools, and now they're going to stick at the power conference level. The Pac-12 did nothing. Their two biggest schools left. They knew this TV contract was up. They get a new commissioner, George Klivkoff. Kind of butchered his name. I think that's how you say it, but... um, he couldn't have fumbled this any worse. Um, there are plenty of schools that would make sense regionally for the Pac-12 to go after. And there would just make... I have no idea why they didn't do everything they could to add San Diego State to their conference. San Diego State, historically a very good basketball program. They've been one of the best group of five football programs the last decade. It would just make so much sense for them to be in their conference. But they didn't do that. And they stuck with the 10 teams that they had, minus USC and UCLA. And then they tried to negotiate this Apple deal. And it clearly didn't work. But they could have even added Boise State, who is a tremendous football program. Smaller school, smaller TV market, smaller fan base. But again, you just need to do something. They just sat on their hands and they're like, oh, we're just going to be a team with a conference with 10 teams now. And then Colorado left, and then you're like, oh, we'll just be a conference with nine teams now. Well, Oregon and Washington are two of the biggest brands in the sport, so you need to do a little more than that to entice them to stay, I think, and that's what we saw. Like Fresno State, you could add. Very solid football program, solid basketball program. SMU. In the 80s, they were one of the best programs in the country. That makes less sense regionally, but again, UCF's in the Big 12, and now some West Coast schools are in the uh, Big 10. So 
that shouldn't have been an issue. I just don't know what they were doing. If they added those four schools immediately after USC and UCLA left, I bet the Pac-12 still exists, and I don't get it. I just don't get why they didn't do that. There has to be more to the story. There had to be a lot that went into that Apple TV deal that was rumored all the time. I'm not going to talk like I have the sources or anything, but I, I just don't really know what they were thinking, what he was thinking. It just seemed like they put very minimal effort into trying to keep the conference intact, which just baffled me. But on the other side, I think the Big 12 deserves so much credit for how they handled this, especially their commissioner, Brett Yormack. Because Texas and Oklahoma leave, and they immediately go out, they get BYU, they get UCF, they get Cincinnati, they get Houston. And right there, they're sticking. They might, at that moment, when they added those four, a lot of people are like, okay, they're the worst Power Five conference. But now the Pac-12 is folded, essentially. The ACC is looking like a domino might fall there. And then the Big 12 was able to take the Pac-12 scraps. They were able to get Utah, which now builds a interconference rivalry with BYU. That oh, game has historically not been a conference game. So on the other side, that's a game that's added to the rivalries, like I was saying. And then they added Arizona-Arizona State. That continue to have a rivalry. And Colorado gets back to the conference. So now they're sitting at 16 teams just like that. And they're uh, sitting pretty, and they right now are looking like the third best conference in the for the future of college sports. So, it, Brett Yormack played the whole situation about as good as he he possibly could. Um, there's now rumors they might even go after Gonzaga and UConn just for basketball, which would make their conference just unbelievable for basketball. But that's that's besides the point. Uh, but again, it's just, he deserves a lot of credit for keeping the big 12 intact. I feel like the diehard college football fans, that's going to kind of be like the people's conference because it's just a lot of fun schools like West Virginia, Kansas, Iowa state, Cincinnati, a lot of the non blue bloods, but schools that have always had fun teams in basketball and football. So that conference is going to be very fun to watch, I think, in the next 10 years. And again, that's why people need to stop complaining because, like, that conference is going to be fun. It's pretty regional if you take out UCF in West Virginia. And it, it college sports are still going to be college sports. They're just going to look a little different. But again, um, it's just interesting, like, why this all happened. Um, 10 years ago when there was a little realignment with Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska, to the Big Ten, Texas A&M, Missouri to the SEC, um, the Big East folded for football, and then they cr- created the American Athletic Conference, all that shuffling. I, again, it's all about the TV contracts. When the TV contracts run up, when the Big Ten's current TV contract runs runs out, it might be in 12 years or whatever. I don't know off the top of my head. I guarantee there will be more shuffling. That's just how it's work, how it's going to continue to work. And thinking otherwise is just naive because there's going to be a division, a school that's an FCS right now. For, let's say James Madison or Sam Houston or Liberty, a school that has a lot of funding. It's a very big school. Liberty could be in a very similar position to what UCF is now. It's one of the bigger schools in the country. They could make the jump to a power conference. 
And there's going to be, there's always schools that want to make that jump because they want a piece of that revenue pie that you get from the TV contracts. The Big Ten is getting over $100 million. So it's all about the TV contracts. And Texas and Oklahoma were the first domino that fell in all of this. And then the Big Ten realized they're like, well, our TV contracts are running up. We need to add to our market. And they added USC and UCLA, which gives them a West Coast central time and eastern time zone of fan bases and that's why their institutions are making the most money out of all the conferences because that's very enticing to a a network like NBC or Fox that they're selling to so that's why it happens and it's going to continue to happen and I think people just need to realize need to take a step back let all the dominoes fall over let all the balls fall down and then react. But that's just not how the world works. That would be naive for me to expect that out of people. But that's just my two cents. And I th- a little bit too, I think the college football playoff expansion had a little bit to do with this. Because um, with the automatic bids, with all this stuff, um, th- there was just bound to be moving. Because you wanted to play in a tougher conference so you can get to the 12-team playoff. Because you realize that it's set because for especially the big programs now they're more willing i think to take a loss or two on their schedule because they know how much the playoffs are going to mean and for everyone who asks for the expanded playoff that's why this is becoming more pro like because now everyone's just going to care about the playoff not totally i say that um in jest, and I, I don't mean that completely. There, hopefully, college fans are still going to realize the Gophers going eight and four and beating Wisconsin is still a great year for the Minnesota program. And if the Minnesota Vikings went ten and seven and missed the playoffs, it wouldn't be a great year for the Minnesota Vikings. So I just hope that college sports don't reach the point that the NFL's at. But again, that's why it kind of is because the playoffs bigger and these teams realize that's going to be what matters. So, I guess looking ahead now, uh, it it comes down to the ACC because we could be slowing down pretty soon, and I could see Cal and Stanford maybe going independent for the immediate future, Oregon State, Washington State maybe going to the Mountain West. So, that that eliminates the Pac-12. We talked enough Pac-12, but the ACC now... Florida State is trying to get some private funding from J.P. Morgan to leave the ACC because there is a massive price that they would have to pay to get out of their current contract with the conference. And there's rumors they want to go to the Big Ten. And then there's rumors that Clemson, a school that was a founding institution of the ACC, doesn't want to be the first team to leave. So they're waiting for Florida State to leave. And then if Clemson and Florida State leaves that's again we've seen now two things could happen the ACC could go down the Pac-12 route and they could sit on their hands which I don't think they're going to do I don't think the ACC is going to end like everyone else does um they have they have enough firepower and enough direction I think to recoup if they lose two massive programs like Clemson and Florida State 
because again, they could at, easily then look to add an SMU, look to add a San Diego State. Those regionally wouldn't make much sense in that conference. But you, off the top of my head, you could even look to add UConn, which has a big fan base, even though they're not very good at football. You could look to add like a Liberty, uh, like a Appalachian State, any of these schools that have that are good at the power or at the uh, group of five level, you could look to add them and they, they could stay. But uh, basically all I'm saying is the ACC is the next domino to fall. If this is going to continue or it's going to slow down, I have a feeling it's not going to happen this off season and it might happen next off season. This is all a hunch. I don't have any reports based on this, but I, I have hot take. I kind of find it entertaining to follow all this stuff because it's new and it's different. It's not, no, Nobody knows what the heck anyone's talking about or this Apple TV deal. The Pac-12 is going to be on the CW network. It's all kind of fun and interesting to follow. And I have a feeling we're far from over. It's going to be a lot different five years from now. It might not be a lot different six months from now. But, again, I'd just say buckle up. Um, And I'm kind of excited to no longer talk about realignment and now talk about actual football because it should be a great season. We'll get back to more Gophers talk next week, but I thought I'd just have a episode talking about realignment because it's all in the news, in the headlines for college sports. But that's all I got for you guys today. As always, I appreciate you listening. Row the boat, Sky Uma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.